We're turning today to the Psalms and to Psalm 55. Psalm 55. Give ear to my prayer, O God. Hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness, Selah. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart from her streets. For it was not an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man mine equal, my guide and mine acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. Let death seize upon them. Let them go down quick into hell. For wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon God. And the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. For there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old, Selah. Because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He hath put forth his hand against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn swords. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. Amen. We thank the Lord for this word. We trust that the Lord will bless it to our hearts. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father, we give thanks that we are able to open up the word today. We pray that thou would speak to us from it. We pray, Lord, that thou would teach us <coughs> from the words of the psalmist, the things which went through his mind and through his heart, and the things which so often go through ours also. Pray, Lord, that thou wouldst teach us to deal with life and the circumstances of life and the vicissitudes of life, the changes. Lord, the psalmist says here about some who fear not God because they have no changes in their life. Lord, we thank thee that thou art able to keep us through the changes. Lord, we pray that in those changes that we might know that the Lord leads, that the Lord's hand is upon us, that he will not leave us nor forsake us. So, Father, we pray that thou wast minister to our souls this day, that thou wast help us to retain in our minds the teachings of thy word. 
that in times of trouble, in times of trial, times of temptation, Lord, in the difficulties and the circumstances of life, we might learn always to turn unto the Lord and to cast our burden upon thee. Hear us then, we ask, continue with us now in the Saviour's name, we pray. Amen. I want to take this 22nd verse, a well-known verse of scripture, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee, he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Here we have the, uh, perhaps the central verse of this psalm, it's not the one in the middle, but it is one which uh, carries the theme pretty much of the psalm and so very important in the thoughts of David as he writes these words that we should cast our burden upon the Lord and know that he will sustain us, that he will never suffer the righteous, or the righteous one is a singular uh, there, uh, the righteous one to be moved. So I want to consider this very simply on the three heads. Uh, first of all, the burden itself, uh, for here it says, cast thy burden upon the Lord. Then secondly, upon the bearer because we are to cast our burden upon the Lord. And so he becomes the bearer of the burden. And then finally, the blessing, he shall sustain thee. The burden then, to consider what this burden might be, well, the psalmist, of course, has uh, many burdens to bear uh, from his youth, indeed, as being the one who cared for the sheep, that was a burden which was laid upon him. The youngest of the family overlooked uh, within the family it seems uh, even when Samuel came to anoint the king amongst Jesse's sons he was the one who was left out on the field without any consideration that it might be him and so there was that burden uh, then there was the burden of course of becoming the uh, shield bearer for Saul uh, the burden of being chased by Saul hunted by Saul uh, the burdens of having a people with him. We've looked at all this in First Samuel, how the, the people came out to him and all kinds of different people came to him and he's to lead them. Remember how he went out to battle, came back to Ziklag and Ziklag had been burned and the people taken and the people even spoke about stoning him at that point. Many burdens came upon David. We can't say of David in any way that there were no changes in him. Uh, he saw so many changes uh, and I suppose the greatest of those changes was from becoming, from being a shepherd boy to being the king of the whole nation from the north to the south. That was a, a great change indeed. Although, of course, there are some similarities between being the, uh, the shepherd of Israel and being the shepherd of the sheep. Uh, the Lord knows how to prepare a person for the work which they will do. Well, what is this burden then? What can we say? Well, we can say this, that we all have burdens. Uh, the burdens are various. The burdens can be different for each of us. Sometimes we don't even know what each other's burdens are. We might know some of them. There might be some which are evident to our eyes. Uh, there may be some things which we have shared one with another. And so we know those burdens. But quite often the burden that gets us down the most is the one that we feel that we cannot share. Uh, a burden which is ours, a burden which is between us and the Lord, a burden sometimes which we, are, we might even be afraid to bring before the Lord. Perhaps it's some uh, unsorted sin and we fear that the Lord will not hear us while we continue in the sin. But how can we overcome the sin without coming to the Lord? 
and we need to be able to reconcile that thought and seek the Lord, knowing that the Lord knows all our sins and knows all about us. He will not come become uh, surprised by anything that we say. Uh, we can bring all things to him and pray about them that we might gain the victory. This burden it is a, a, an interesting word. The uh, John Calvin of old uh, questioned the translation of so many. He didn't have the authorized version. Of course, he lived before this was written. Uh, but he questioned the translation because so many translated it burden. And uh, he, he questioned that because the word burden comes from the word to divide. It comes from a word which is a gift. Uh, and so that gift, that giving, or the dividing one to another, thinking of, of the division of the land of Israel to the different tribes, for instance, because it comes from that, Calvin saw here this, this idea of, of, of a gift, of something being given to us. And we think of a gift as being something nice, wrapped up in nice paper with a bow on the top, perhaps, uh, and that being the gift. But anything which is given to us is a gift, isn't it? And sometimes troubles come and the Lord gives us problems and troubles. We get problems and troubles given to us in life, don't we, all, all the time. Perhaps our children have come to us and it might be just a simple problem uh, to, the, uh, to us, which is a big problem for them. Perhaps their shoe has come untied and they don't know how to tie a shoelace and uh, they keep tripping over it. And so they come to us to sort out their problem. And then later on in life, perhaps there were problems when the place where you work and it might be plonked into your lap to sort it out. And so there is a problem. Uh, there are some jobs which lend themselves uh, to problem solving. That The problems are why you're there, to sort out the problems and to find solutions to problems. So we all have these problems. And as Calvin uh, uses this word of, a, of being given something, uh, there are problems in life. We, we are given life and life is really summed up by uh, a time in which we have problems uh, and I remember I think it was Norman Vincent Peale once saying that uh, he met someone who uh, went for a long time telling him all about his problems and he said well I'll take you somewhere where nobody's got any problems and so he took him to a graveyard because problems are a sign of life so we have lots of problems. That is our lot in life. And it became a saying, didn't it, in English? Oh, this is my lot in life. This is what is given to me. This is the gift which is mine. And we all have different ones, and we all have to go through them. In Galatians 6, 5, we read, For every man shall bear his own burden. Every man shall bear his own burden. We all have burdens. And those burdens can be light ones, they can be heavy ones. They can change in a moment. They, are, uh, they can be problems to us uh, which get us right down. Uh, they can be things which we overcome and lift us right up because we've, we, we've gained a victory over them. We've, we've solved them. Nothing I love more than to be able to solve a problem and uh, whatever that problem may be. <coughs> but when we think about these burdens then, first of all, there is the burden of sin. And there are some burdens which are unnecessary. There are some burdens we bear which we really don't need to be bearing. In Hebrews 12 and verse 1, which we read together, we read, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, referring to those in chapter 11, witnesses not witnessing us, but witnessing to life and how they overcame 
uh, and uh, testified how God was with them and how they overcame by faith, well, which is something which could keep in mind as we're considering this this morning. They overcame by faith. But it goes on and says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And so lay aside sin. And there are lots of sins which we could easily lay aside. Uh, there are many things which we could, we could deal with in a moment. And we consider them to be, well, they're not, really, they're not really sins. But anything can get us away from the Lord. The sin of not reading the scriptures. The sin of not praying. Uh, the, the, the sin of not sharing the gospel. There are many things that we can deal with fairly easily. And then there are other things which we struggle with and we can struggle with throughout our life. But first of all, let's get and shed those burdens which are unnecessary. Let us, as Romans 13, 13 says, let us walk honestly as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strive and envying. Let's... Uh, deal with a, <coughs> a lot of sin by the company that we keep and by uh, the purposes that we have purposed in our hearts when we repented when we had a change of mind when we recognized we were sinners and we needed salvation if you're a christian you've already recognized that you're a sinner and you've recognized that you needed salvation and so why would we continue in on in that which we have sought deliverance from we seek to put off those unnecessary burdens but some burdens also are stubborn the apostle paul in romans 7 says that when he would do good he finds evil is present with him and he does those things which he would not and he doesn't do those things which he would and then time of prayer perhaps we we determine we're going to do something or we're going to stop doing something and when the the actual time to do it then we we've done it before we even think about it or we didn't do it, we missed the opportunity and we think about it afterwards and, and in those ways some burdens are very stubborn. Some sins which perhaps are ingrained in us because we were the devils before we were Christ's and uh, there, are, there can be things in our lives which we have to really struggle to overcome uh, and perhaps it will take the whole of your life to overcome it. But we press onwards and we don't give up. Let our... Uh, our hands that hang down be lifted up and our knees strengthened and let us walk with patience and let us overcome so there is this burden of sin of course the lord jesus christ when we think about the bearer of sin which we will do in a moment is the one who bears this sin uh, the, the consequences bears the guilt of sin for us if we are christ's we have cast that burden upon the lord but the sins which continue in our lives, they continue to be burdens. They are a part of the problems of life, aren't they? And they can be quite often an exacerbation, a, a, a multiplication of the, of the situation that we're in. It's not just what is before us that we have to overcome, but our attitude to it that we need to overcome. And we need to be strengthened to have a right thought and a right attitude to overcome the problems of life. And then we might think about this burden, this uh, lot which is given to us, the burden of suffering. There are some who suffer persecutions, uh, literally and, in, uh, and physically. Uh, people who are in prison, people who are uh, spat upon, people who are hated, people who are persecuted by others. 
And then there are the small persecutions, perhaps the, the whisperings might, which might be against us, and uh, the persecutions, <clears throat> not necessarily because we're Christians, but you know, there's always in life people that don't like us for some reason or other, uh, and can be a problem uh, quite often within a work situation. There may be someone, perhaps somebody who's in a position of authority that picks on you above others, and so these persecutions, these are our lot in life. We have to deal with those things, and how are we to deal with them? And then thinking about suffering, the sufferings of illness, sometimes a short-term illness, uh, like Micah has today, which uh, we, we trust will just be for a few days uh, while he has the, the, uh, the, uh, the chicken pox and the, those spots all over his body. Uh, he has to put up with those. That's just a short thing. Or, or sometimes it's something which will carry on in our lives. And we know of many people who suffer with things that will not be easily sorted out. Short-term or long-term of our sufferings. These are our lot in life. This is what has been given to us. Then of situation. We think about the responsibilities. And on the other hand, the opportunities which are set before us. And in those things, they can be a burden. Sometimes we have an opportunity and it becomes a burden. Should we take that opportunity? Is it the right thing to do? <laughs> will it make us better or will it make us worse? It may make us better off and less spiritual. Um, it might make us more spiritual and worse off. Uh, there are always uh, things to, to balance, aren't there, in life? And, and what should we do in these situations? There was a very real burden given to the Gershonites in Numbers in chapter 4, uh, where they were to carry the tabernacle. Uh, they were to carry the skins which covered the tabernacle, the hangings of the door. They were to ca carry the hangings of the court and all of those parts. And uh, that was their burden. But our burdens can be all kinds of things in this life. But that was their situation. God gave that to them to do. And it was an actual literal burden. The Lord has given us all something to do. And whether it is something specifically uh, for his kingdom or it is just a life that is set before us, we were born here. We weren't born in Russia. We weren't born in Ukraine. We weren't born in Africa. We were born here. If indeed you were born here, maybe you weren't. I don't know. But wherever you were born and whatever has gone on in life to bring you here today, that is your lot in life. That is what has been set before you. And so we are all dealing with burdens. And then, of course, there is the burden of stress. Uh, we read in 1 Peter 5, verse 7, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Your word here for care is the word anxiety. And it, mean, it comes again from a word meaning to divide. And, and probably the connection here is it, it divides our thinking. And so instead of dealing with what we should be dealing with, we're worrying about something else. And our minds are split and, and, and uh, the anxiety is getting us down. And, and then, of course, as we are not dealing with the present situation because of anxiety, that situation gets worse and we begin to get anxious about that too. And our minds are all over the place. Perhaps we've all suffered uh, in the night seasons that brain chatter that won't allow us to go to sleep. As we worry about this and we worry about that and what may become of us and what may be our situation in the future. These are burdens 
which lay upon us. These are burdens which David knew, each one of them. And he knew the enemy who was against him. He knew the anxieties. He knew the times which he spent in the presence of God over these things. And he says, evening and morning, and at noon will I pray and cry aloud. So I want to think then, secondly, about the bearer, because it says, here cast thy burden upon the Lord. (coughs) First of all, there is a near alternative, an alternative which is right next to us all the time. That near alternative, which is not the Lord, is the world. And we can be like an ostrich hiding our heads in the world. And there are many ways that that can be done. There are people who spend their time partying, not worrying about tomorrow. Uh, whatever comes, we'll get through it somehow. And, uh, and perhaps we'll, we'll cast ourselves upon other people in the end. And there are many who have done that. Music and sport and pastimes. Sitting watching TV so you don't actually think about what your problems are. We have no time to think. And some even go to, so far as to drink or to, uh, or to, to alcoholic drink, of course, I'm speaking of, uh, and to drugs. And you, you sometimes wonder, don't you, why people um, denigrate Christianity and say, well, we don't believe in God and we don't need to go to church and all these things. And yet there's the people who don't believe uh, so often seek their comfort somewhere else. And the comfort that they seek is one which is detrimental to themselves and to their families and to people all around them. People who take drugs to space out their heads so they don't need to think. People who get drunk so that they cannot think. How sad when they can turn to the Lord. So this kind of gaiety, turning to the world, hiding our heads. Or we could, as the psalmist does and speaks about that here, we could uh, turn to the world in complaint. This is the world's way of dealing with things, by complaining. And nobody really likes to be around complainers. Uh, we, can, we can bear complainers for a while, but people who are complaining all the time, we don't want to listen to their complaints all the time. You know, uh, get hold of yourself and, and let's turn to the Lord. Uh, let's sort these things out rather than just complain about them or accept them you know sometimes we just have to accept what is our lot in life and do the best we can with it and we know there are many examples of that even in the world where people have lost limbs or people have had cancer or or whatever else it may be in their lives and they've they've taken what they've got and they've done their best with it and we we exalt them and we we honor them because of their attitude to life not giving up but the psalmist does complain here and in verse 2 we read attend unto me and hear me i mourn in my complaint and make a noise because the voice of the enemy because of the oppression of the wicked for they cast iniquity upon me and in wrath they hate me my heart is sore pained within me the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. Here is his complaint. The only thing we can say about the psalmist here is that he is bringing his complaint to the Lord. And although he is writing it, yet his exhortation to us is in verse 22 Cast thy burden upon the Lord. So he's writing it, so there is the complaint is before us. But he is not actually complaining to us. He is complaining to the Lord and he is saying, this is what you need to do. Cast your burden 
upon the Lord. The complaint. Then there is the cowering, uh, hiding away. In verse 4, there we read, uh, we just read those verses, so we go on to verse 6. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. Selah. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. And, and this escapism then, and we've already thought about TV. TV can be an escapism. Other things also, and of course drugs and, and drink are an, a form of escapism. Cowering in the corner, hiding away. People cut themselves off from people around them so that they don't have to suffer. But the psalmist says, cast your burden upon the Lord. And then escapism itself. Uh, in verse 6, we read there, um, no, we don't need that one. That's, that, that's the same thing. And uh, cursing in verse 9, that's what I want to bring. Uh, the cursing, destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. And verse 15, let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell. Uh, these things the psalmist brings to the Lord, and that's the place to bring them. Uh, we, we cast these things into the Lord's lap and the Lord will deal with them. Remember what God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Remember Nabal, how that he refused to feed David and his troops and David was going to, uh, to uh, kill him and to kill his young men also. And we remember how Abigail came out and stopped him and then after a few days, after a great feast which he threw, uh, he died and the Lord dealt with him. And David was guiltless then. He had been saved by Abigail's wisdom from taking the life and having blood on his hands in slaying this man and those who are with him. And the Lord, he brought the judgment. That is what we are exalted to do. We have a grievance against any. Well, then bring it to the Lord. <coughs> Sometimes the Lord will say to you, well, you shouldn't be wearing this grievance. Go to that person, sort that out. Sometimes he'll say that. And on other occasions, the Lord is able to fight on our side. And he doesn't make mistakes. We can make mistakes. We can make grievous mistakes. How many, I wonder, uh, mistakes have ever been made by men when they have gone out in vengeance to fight against someone and then afterwards found that it wasn't that person at all, that that person was, was innocent. And, well, we, we need to know. Uh, that we are making a right decision and that we understand the whole thing. The Lord does understand. Let's bring our problems and troubles before him. The wisdom of cursing people is a wisdom which is earthly, sensual, devilish. Where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. So James writes. Then we see the, here in the Lord, the bear, bearer, uh, a necessary acquaintance. The psalmist says, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplications. And in verse 16, As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening, morning, and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. And so he goes to one with whom he has an acquaintance. We need to know the Lord. First and foremost, that burden of sin is the first thing we need to deal with. And the burden of sin can only be dealt with by the Lord. Turn to the Lord, ye prisoners of hope. Turn to the Lord. Trust in him. Let him 
bear the burden of your sin to begin with. And then, he who spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? And these deliverances we can come bring before the Lord. And the application, well, again, Psalmist, uh, verse 16, as for me, I will call upon God. Here is the application, not the application of the point, but the application to the Lord. Uh, we apply to the Lord and we say to the Lord, Lord, deliver me. Lord, bear this burden. Lord, bear these troubles. Help me and keep me. And then finally, the blessing, he shall sustain thee. And in three ways we see here, first of all, his sustaining, secondly, his restraining, and thirdly, his maintaining. In sustaining, he is able to sustain us through troubles. And some troubles are not going to be taken away. Some troubles the Lord wants us to go through. They are going to teach us lessons. They are going to instruct us in righteousness. They are going to be a comfort to us in time to come. So lots of the troubles which David went through in his life became extremely useful when he became king. And the Lord had taught him so many lessons in his life. The Lord is able <coughs> to sustain us. Think of the children of Israel as they went through the wilderness. Many of the children of Israel went through the wilderness were not the ones who had committed the sin. Remember that those who refused to go in were those of a certain age, the, those who were uh, of an age to fight. And the Lord said, well, then you'll wander in the wilderness until all of that generation, apart from Joshua and Caleb, all that generation will pass away before the young people go in. But those under, uh, those 20-year-olds, 18, 19-year-olds, who were not to blame, they were allowed to go in, but they still had to go through the wilderness for 40 years. And they could easily have, have complained and moaned, and uh, there were many times indeed when they did. But... The Lord said, that's the way you're going to go. And so they went. And then eventually, of course, they go into the promised land. And they were obedient. And they went in and they conquered the land which was before them. So the Lord is able to sustain us. Yea, forty years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing. Their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. The Lord will sustain you. If the situation, if the problem, if the burden, if your lot in life is something which the Lord will have you to go through and there's no way out of that lot, then he will sustain you through it and you can be sure of his presence. Secondly, he restrains. First of all, he restrains the very um, trials of life. He, he keeps them to a, a, a certain level. And we know that verse, I'm sure, from 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. There is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Huh. Let me put this point to you once again. because I, 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 some, some points really need to be hammered home, driven in. Uh, and that is that this word for temptation is also the word trial. And so we could read it in this way, that there hath no trial taken you, but such as is common to man. But God, who is faithful, will not suffer you to be tried above that ye are able, but will with the trial also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. And the trial is not necessarily God saying, right, I'm going to try you to see if you fail. 
You know, that's normally the way we think that, that the difficulties of life, God sent them in some way. But life itself is a trial. Life is, life is difficult. Circumstances are difficult. And we need to overcome them. It's not God picking on us and saying, right, I'm going to give you this to do and I'll give you that to do and there's this hurdle and, and there's this tunnel and there are all these things set before you and I'm going to keep plonking things in your way to make it more and more difficult for you. But there is a path which the Lord knows, a path which fits in with everybody else's paths that will accomplish his purposes. And the Lord says that when you go through those paths, I will make sure, I will go before you, I will make the crooked places straight. I will make them to a situation where you can handle them. I will make sure that I am with you. You see, that puts a whole different light. Because on the one hand, the devil would say to you, no, God, God is against you, and how can you overcome this? On the other is, this is a circumstance of life. This is what my life is at the moment, but praise God, he is with me, and he is going to help me through this. Because the world doesn't have his help. But I have his help and I have this promise that it will not be so hard that I won't be able to do it. It may be difficult. It may be hard, but not that hard. And then Hebrews 2.18, for in, him, in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor or to comfort them that are tempted or tried. For in him in that he himself hath suffered being tried, he is able to succor them that are tried. You see, the Lord will sustain us. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And so we pray unto him that is able to keep, a, keep you from falling present you faultless before his presence the presence of his glory with exceeding joy and then finally maintaining maintaining the Lord maintains us through our difficulties we trust in him I think of Elijah and how that Elijah went into King Ahab and told him that it wouldn't rain these, these years except according to his word and while there was a great uh, famine and drought upon the land, the Lord maintained him. First of all, he took him to the brook Kerith, and there he was maintained. There was water there for him to drink, and even the birds of the air, the carrion, indeed. Not just the birds of the air, but the very carrion who ate, eat anything, who pick the roadkill off the roads. Uh, they will bring food, they will bring bread for you to eat. And then, having uh, been there for some time and the water of the brook drying up, he is taken to Zarephath in Zidon. And he goes all the way up to the north to that part, which indeed is where Jezebel came from. And he is, he is sustained there. The Lord sustains him. The Lord keeps him. And he is watched over. And the Lord sustains us. He, he doesn't promise us that we'll be rich in these situations. But he does promise that we will be sustained. We will be maintained. And the Lord will keep us. May the Lord bless us as we seek in the problems and troubles of life. To cast our burdens upon the Lord. When we have those times of complaint. Let us make our complaint to the Lord. 
when we have our times of cursing, let us bring our curses before the Lord. And we will bring them, and he will judge them, and he will deal with them as he sees fit. But let us cast those things upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. The burdens themselves, so often the idea is, though you bring the burden, and it's just like carrying, I've heard this illustration before, you come in with carrier bags full of burdens, and you bring them in, and you set them before the Lord, and you pray about it, and you're going to leave them there, and then as you turn around, you pick all the burdens and take them away again. You see, the Lord doesn't necessarily remove the burden. The Lord doesn't necessarily remove the burden. We come before the Lord that we might be sustained through the burden. We may have to continue carrying it. We can ask, like the Lord Jesus did as he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, Lord, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. But we can be sure of this, that if the Lord's will is that we continue on the path where we are and the burden is going to continue with us, that he will sustain us and when he is finished, we will come forth as gold. May the Lord bless us and help us as we seek to live before him and with him and through him. In Jesus' name.